Welcome back. Chris from The Mighty Decibel here as we continue with part two of our top 20 albums of 1981. Uh, this episode, of course, we'll be going through the top 10. Uh, so all of these albums I consider classic 10 out of 10s, so you can move around placement and uh, you wouldn't see me blinking an eye. So let's stop fooling around and get right into it. We return to the new wave of British heavy metal to start our list. And it's Tigers of Pantang with Crazy Nights. Uh, so earlier in 1981, the band had issued uh, Spellbound, um, which signaled that the band was going into more mature metal territory uh, after the raw and ravage uh, uh, Wildcat that uh, was issued the year previous. Uh, the album's good, uh, but I found the songwriting production a little lacking. But that was all fixed in uh, later on in 1981 when Crazy Nights was issued. Uh, here, the songwriting is superb. The production values are molten. And the inclusion of John Sykes at the guitar slot really pays off. Excellent album. <laughs> Match your pace 
coming in at number nine is who I consider to be the greatest guitarist of all time, Frank Marino, with his The Power of Rock and Roll opus. Uh, so those headbangers and hard rockers that were put off by some of his psychedelic and bluesy and jazzy playing in the past, this is the album you need to check out. Uh, the whole album is, is definitely his most uh, aggressive and hard rock uh, based album over which he puts in some of his most histrionic lead guitar work that will rip your head off. Excellent stuff.
Landing at number eight are Boogie King's Status Quo with their underrated Never Too Late album. So the, the band wastes no time in setting up a hard boogie stance here and they d deliver throughout the whole album. In fact, this is so good that I put it right up there with Quo and Blue For You as some of the band's best. Uh, in fact, I would say it's one of the best boogie metal albums of all time.
Southern Rock for you at number seven. It's Blackfoot with Marauder. And they set the tone early with one of the heaviest Southern Rock songs of all time, Good Morning. But then they uh, add in some of the best tracks of their whole career here. Uh, so there's the uh, Mexifry Too Hard to Handle, uh, that should have been a hit, um, Fly Away, The Headbang, Dry County, and on and on it goes. In my opinion, one of the top three Southern Rock albums of all time.
things get disturbing and ugly at number six with Newcastle Lads' Venom issue, their debut, Welcome to Hell, uh, no less than the very first black metal album ever issued. Uh, the lads had their tongue firmly planted in their cheek and embracing uh, Beelzebub and destroying their <laughs> instruments in the process. Uh, some may call this noise, but the truth is that it predates uh, black metal, death metal, and thrash. Number five is the second album from the Dio-led version of Black Sabbath, that being Mob Rules, of course. So here the rhythms get weightier, heavier. Uh, songs are elongated, and it allows Iomi to add some of his uh, most amazing lead guitar work. I saw the band twice on this tour, and they were unstoppable. I'm leaving. 
Coming in at number four is the second and last album from the snowy white version of Thin Lizzy, that being Renegade. Uh, a couple of things that stand out here. Uh, first is the production, easily the best uh, of the band's albums here. Chris Sangri's putting in an amazing job here, allowing the instruments to be clearly discernible. And secondly, the sound palette here is uh, slightly less aggressive than the previous Chinatown, but the overall songwriting is uh, slightly superior. Uh, this is a perfect album for the discerning hard rock listener. Another play. 
Landing at number three are my hometown heroes, Rush, with their blockbuster moving pictures. Uh, so everybody knows the songs on side one, uh, but for me what makes the album is the deep album tracks from side two. Uh, that and the sonic clarity of this thing, wow, uh, strap on the headphones for this one. Shells 
what's best for us Must rise and save us from ourselves Okay, we're down to the top two albums of 1981 and landing at number two is what I consider to be one of the greatest U.S. heavy metal albums of all time, Fire Down Under by Riot. Youthful enthusiasm on full display here, every song a treasure, and then you got Guy Sperenza's amazing vocals. Uh, this belongs in every heavy metal fan's collection. Change my ways Take a little piece of me and squeeze my 
okay, we're down to the number one album of 1981, and what a great year for hard rock and heavy metal it was, so it's going to take a peerless record to top our list, but we got one. It's UFOs, The Wild, The Willing, and The Innocent. Uh, so I'm one of those few, seemingly few anyway, uh, folks that prefer the Paul Chapman era UFO records to the Schenker, uh, Schenker era. Uh, and this one, The Wild, Willing, and the Innocent, is the best of the Chapman uh, albums. Uh, every song meticulously put together, mixing uh, heaviness with uh, melody. And then you got Mog's amazing vocals over top. In my opinion, one of the top 10 hard rock albums of all time.
So there you have it, our top album of 1981 being UFOs, The Wild, The Willing, and The Innocent. Uh, so I've, as I've been saying, 1981 was amazing, and uh, naming the top 20 isn't enough in my opinion. Uh, there's so much coming out that year. Uh, so I'm going to also add a killed me not to include section here. Uh, those being Fair Warning by Van Halen, the last of the uh, classic first four albums from the band. Uh, then there was also the best album from Triumph, Allied Forces. Uh, Speed Metal Originators, Raven, issued Rock Until You Drop. Uh, then there was Hit and Run from Girl School. And uh, here's a relatively obscure one that you can check out if you haven't heard. It's Fleet Street by Fist or Myo Fist uh, outside Canada. Uh, some other albums of note that came out uh, that didn't make our list uh, was Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman, Rainbow, Difficult to Cure, the Michael Shanker Group, uh, debut MSG, uh, Y&T Earthshaker, uh, Southern Rockers, Molly Hatchet uh, issued Take No Prisoners, uh, then a couple of solo efforts out of the Aerosmith camp, uh, the first being Joe Perry Project, I've Got the Rock and Rolls Again, and Brad Whitford joined forces with Ted Nugent's Derek St. Holmes for the Whitford St. Holmes self-titled debut, and also another debut, Too Fast for Love from Motley Crue. Uh, not all was good in 1981, unfortunately, though there were uh, a few disappointments. First one being ACDC's For Those About to Rock, uh, which was a lame follow-up to the mega-selling uh, Back in Black. Uh, then there were ZZ Top's Tame El Loco. And lastly, Ramon's Pleasant Dreams. So thanks for joining us. Uh, remember to check in on Monday, though, for our latest new release Monday podcast, where we'll be looking at new hard and heavy albums. Have a great one. Bye.